Hello, world. I'm Greg Batten. Stand by for news and stuff. Oh, boy. What a time we had, my friend, down in Tampa, Florida. At Hicks Road Baptist Church, and then Faith Community Church joined in. Sister churches, I guess. And, wow, we had a phenomenal time down there. All, all kinds of books on Invisible and the War went out. And then we helped a number of people, I'm sure, according to... Again, early reports in. So to God be the glory, great things. He's not Southwest Radio Church. Prophecy Live. Everybody was good. I mean, these guys are so good at Southwest. It's just a, a joy to be with them. So we thank you for your prayers, my friend. And uh, we're going to be heading out. We're live in the studio today at WHCB, but we're going to head out tomorrow for Opryland, USA. Never been there. National Religious Broadcasters Meeting and Southwest WHCB going to be a part. We're excited to all the things that are going to be going on there. Uh, we're doing several interviews, different talk programs across the country going to interview us on our book. So pray that that goes well, that God is honored and glorified, and maybe we can help someone there. You just never know. And, of course, we're going to be in town all the way through next week and then into the next week. <laughs> I think I'll get me a little place down here in Bluff City. We're going to be here for Sherathon 2024. That is going to be a great time. God's just doing so many neat things, isn't he? Huh? We serve an awesome God, ladies and gentlemen, but you know that already. Just wanted to give you a little update on what has been happening. Greg Patton Ministries, WHCB, and Southwest Radio Church. It's great. What in the world is going on? The state of New York has been given cash payments to thousands of migrants who typically would not qualify for the state's welfare program. Are you kidding me? Democratic New York Governor Kathy Houchu, what a nutcase she is. Her administration quietly, that's the operative word, quietly changed the state's safety net assistance program eligibility rules. They did that in May to allow non-citizens to have pending applications for asylum to receive benefits, making thousands of migrants eligible for payments there. Oh, if I lit, I would just be out of my mind with that. What are these people doing? You know what I continue to say? All of them. They're in cahoots, these demons, to destroy America. The move was made through the state's Office of Temporary and Disability Assistance, which sent a message to social service agencies in the state the report notes, though uh, many of the agencies would not say how many migrants are currently receiving payments, but there is a boatload. Well, here's someone I really want to hear from. How about you? Former Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton warned this weekend that former President Trump, President Trump will try to withdraw the U.S. from NATO if he wins re-election in November. Clinton made that claim during remarks at the Munich Security Conference in Germany telling U.S. allies that they should take Trump's claims to heart after the former president warned NATO countries to contribute their fair share or else. We have a long struggle ahead of us, she said, and the obvious point to make about Donald Trump is to take him literally and seriously, she said. She considers him a, a dangerous man. Lots of political stuff today. What's this? Uh, young climate activists are criticizing Biden's re-election campaign ahead of the 2024 election, raising concerns about a victory for President Trump. I'm worried about getting climate activists back. President of Friends of the Earth Action, Eric Pika, 
Those are his words. Speaker added that the Biden campaign needs to speak directly to the activists who doubt the candidate's dedication to environmental issues. In this case, they're nuts on both sides. Uh, the activist end, but oh, never mind. We ain't going to go there. That's what the truckers say. I like truckers. Always had a bunch of them in my church. A group of truck drivers who support Donald Trump have announced they will not be driving to New York City as a means of expressing their disappointment with the civil fraud judgment that fined Trump more than $350 million last week. That is just bananas. Those pe- I'm telling you, what do you know about America? Are we not confused? Are you having trouble keeping up? If you're normal, you are. You have to be bats to try to understand all of this stuff that's happening. Who's running the place? The clowns are running the show, the circus. It all comes in response to Trump being barred from operating his business in New York for the next three years and being found liable for more than $350 million in damages in that civil fraud case brought against him, his family, the Trump Organization, and anyone else they can tack this to by the... New York Attorney General Letitia James. Oh, boy. Oh, no. This is horrible. A South Carolina boy was viciously mauled by a pack of wild dogs while he was walking to a school bus stop. An 11-year-old boy walking to school around 7.40 last Wednesday in Clinton, South Carolina. And suddenly a pack of four dogs... Mauled the boy. Local residents said that they witnessed the boy being attacked by the dogs despite being afraid of the dogs and dealing with a rotator cuff injury. One gal told the police that she did everything she could to stop the dogs. Uh, The dogs were literally eating the boy alive. He was bitten some 60 times. He's today in stable condition. Mom said that her son will require physical therapy to recover from this awful attack. Wow. Let's go over to North Carolina. A car that was found submerged in a North Carolina creek last Friday may hold the answers to a 41-year-old mystery that has puzzled investigators now for decades. It was December the 10th, 1982. Three men, William Clifton, David McKicken, and Michael Norman, all vanished after leaving a bar. Their last known sighting was in a black-and-white 1975 Chevrolet Camaro. And the case just went cold. Where are these guys? Now a breakthrough has brought renewed hope to the families of the missing men and the tight-knit community there that has been ripped by an unexplained disappearance, all thanks to the efforts of just a stranger, a guy named Jason Suthrada, a Myrtle Beach native. He played a pivotal role in reopening that case. His motivation stemmed from watching YouTube videos where people repeatedly searched the town. He said, i got to get in on this. This prompted him to question why they hadn't explored the creek there, a body of water in the town of Washington, North Carolina. And uh, he said, I got inspired there and said, why not? And so he searched and found the car and the skeletons. Atta girl, go get him. <laughs> Oh, from the Hoosier State. I'm familiar with that place. A teen in Indiana is going viral after she defended herself against a rude customer. The customer threw lemonade in her face inside of a car wash. What a jerk. The video shows Anna Horick, 18, then 
<laughs> spraying water from a powerful hose through the open window of the rude customer's vehicle while she was at the car wash. The 14-second clip shows this gal power washing a white sedan. The 14-second clip shows this gal power washing a white sedan when the driver suddenly rolls down her window and chucks lemonade from a plastic cup into her face. In response, she swiftly retaliates. It's just automatic. Without missing a beat, she sprays the driver with water from the power hose. I was loading the car like I did with so many cars before that, making sure they safely entered the car belt. Once I pulled the car all the way in, I put the numbers on the system, and they got the car washed. They paid for Wow, what happened? Oh, my goodness. I tried one of those new uh, five-minute car washes or whatever. They're popping up all over the country. <laughs> Sometimes we do some dumb things. And uh, I don't know. I was there in my, my truck. I guess I haven't driven it that much. And Anyway, the gal says, you know, put it in neutral. Thought that I did. And away we went. And I just went buzzing right through the car wash. No water or anything. Next thing I know, I'm exiting. I said, what is this? I went back around to complain. And she said, uh, sir, you have to put it in neutral. You just drove through the car wash. <laughs> oh, why not? Living in today's world, I talked uh, over the weekend a little bit and got a lot of amens, and I said that America was toast. We ain't coming back. Not going to have a revival. Nope. Jesus is coming soon. And then there's just my opinion. There's others who say it's ridiculous. So you probably have your opinion as well. But here's something, here is something that's never coming back again, and you seniors can identify with it today. A generation that walked to school and walked back again. A generation that did their homework alone to get out as soon as possible to play in the street or something. A generation that spent all their free time in the streets with their friends. A generation that played stupid games like hide-and-seek when it got dark. A generation that made mud cakes. A generation that collected sports cards. I had many of Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris. And a generation that found, collected, and washed and returned empty pop bottles to the local grocery store. Got a nickel out of those things. And then bought that Pepsi and put some peanuts in it. A generation that made paper toys with their bare hands. Who bought vinyl albums to play on those record players that collected photos and albums of clippings of their life experiences as a kid, that played board games and cards on rainy days, whose TV went off at midnight after playing the national anthem. You were part of a generation that had parents who were there, a generation that laughed under the covers in bed so parents didn't know they were still awake, a generation that is passing and unfortunately will never, ever come back again no matter how hard you try to wish that it would. Oh, I don't know about you, but I loved growing up in Roanoke, Indiana when I did. It was indeed the best of times, my friend. Hey, what's this? I, I thought it was a little cheaper, maybe. No one's heating their home this winter? Well, even if you are, it's cheaper than in the past. Natural gas prices have fallen to their lowest level since 1995, thanks to record production and the warmest American winter on the books. Uh, U.S. natural gas production reached its highest point in history in December, hitting 105 billion cubic feet a day in the lower 48. 
Meanwhile, Americans haven't felt the need to crank up the heat, given the mildest weather since there were any reliable records beginning back in 1950. So surging supply and minimal demand have caused natural gas prices to plummet 50% in just 30 days. Well, that's good news. Well, the American shopper, a.k.a., well, most of you listening today, will be the star of the show this week when Walmart and Home Depot report their earnings for the holiday quarter. I guess things went well. Thank you. So says Walmart and Home Depot. Well, some of you have been waiting for this. It all happens on Thursday, right? Spring training for baseball. By the way, baseball is no longer the American sport. The NFL, National Football League, just blasted it in recent years. So football is now the game. Take me out to the park. Apple expected to be fined $539 million by the EU. It's First ever fine from the block over allegations it twerted music streaming competitors like Spotify on its many platforms. The UN's highest court, the International Court of Justice, will open a hearing today over Israel's occupation of Palestinian territories. What a mess that is, huh? Meanwhile, Israel's cabinet rejected calls by some allies to recognize a Palestinian state without any Israeli input, but suggested it will be open to direct talks with the Palestinians. Oppenheimer nabbed seven awards, including Best Picture in the British Academy Film Awards. And uh, everybody was waiting for it yesterday, and it didn't happen. That Daytona 500 postponed until today due to the rain. Hey, Gate City, you have a star. But you knew that already. Boy, watching this kid, there's got to be something wrong here. Talking about Mac McClung, he entered the NBA All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis for only four games under his belt in the NBA at the highest level of basketball, having spent most of his career in the G League. Uh, that's kind of the minor leagues there of the NBA. But it hasn't stopped him from showcasing his dunking abilities. This guy can jump over the moon. He has incredible ability. On one of the biggest stages the league has to offer. He did this on Saturday night. Larry Stamps said, we got to get back to the room. we got to watch this dunk contest. We want to see how the guy from Gate City is going to do. Well, on Saturday, he showed them again in the NBA Slam Dunk Contest, defeating Boston Celtics star Jalen Brown, New York Knicks forward Jacob Toppin, and Miami Heat rookie Jamie Jacquez Jr. I mean, this guy can just do some incredible things. He should be a regular on some team. He does well. Oh, you never know. Sometimes life ain't fair. And finally, who said that? President's Day canceled now until we find one. Oh, boy. None better than this. You can't leave those who created the problem to be in charge of the solution. If your country can afford to give millions and billions away to other countries then you pay too much in taxes. What do you think of that? Only a fool believes the electricity used for air conditioning harms the planet somehow, but electricity used to charge all of those electric vehicles does not. Hello. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Well, it was an exhausting day yesterday. Getting out of uh, Tampa, Florida, and into Charlotte, and then 
into uh, Tri-Cities, the midnight hour last night. And uh, again, a big thank you to Gunnings Baptist Church for providing lodging for Greg Patton Ministries. Great group of people there. We had such a wonderful time down there. I'm telling you, the pastors were just magnificent in accepting Southwest Radio Church's ministry. We're not even on the air in that immediate area. And the church was filling up. It was a great time. They did a good job of advertising, and uh, it was just a lot of good messages from the Southwest folks. So we talked to a lot of people about the spirit world. You'd just be amazed. Big church, small church, in-between church, all have some problems. InvisibleWarOfTheSaints.com. If you haven't gotten your copy, you need to. InvisibleWarOfTheSaints.com. Hey, coming up this weekend, we leave uh, tomorrow morning early, the whole team for Operaland USA and uh, National Religious Broadcasters meeting. I'm anxious to talk to some of these people I've never heard of from around the country. They want to talk to us about demons and how far they can affect the life of a Christian. It'll be a wonderful time. We pray. Just pray God gives us wisdom and we say the right things and some folks are helped through all of that. Then Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, going to be down in Elizabethton, Tennessee. Right, uh, First Free Will Baptist Church, Pastor Nathan Jennings, Grady Holder, the whole group down there. I'm really looking forward. I missed that the last time around, so I'm glad I was able to get in this this session. I'll be there Sunday morning, then Sunday night, going to be at uh, Lynn Valley Baptist Church, Pastor Tim Tapp and the folks there. That's going to be a great time. And then next week, oh boy, Sherathon 2024, going to be with Mike. Cox and Cody and Matthew and oh, bunches of people down here that I love. It's going to be a good time. So thank you for supporting Greg Pat Ministries Christian Radio, wherever you are. It is a blessing. So, hey, have you ever had anything stolen from you? It really, there's just something about it. If you have had that happen, you know the feeling of violation that follows. I've had it happen before from the carport. I left a very expensive new circular saw, I believe with a laser and everything, and I don't know how quickly they got. We had probably something like a dozen bikes stolen out of our backyard when the kids were young. Just frustrating. You know, there have been many times I've shared a lot of them here on Hello World that I've suffered different kinds of losses, and one of the worst is the loss of peace. Sometimes I've been quick to blame the circumstance or I'll blame this person or that one. Even though assigning blame was rarely helpful to me, there are occasions when I've realized my piece wasn't stolen. No, it wasn't. Same for you. I gave it away by focusing on problems or on people that weren't peaceful themselves. Here's the truth. Every believer has been given peace with God. We've been reconciled to him by grace through faith in the Lord's death and resurrection. And as those united with the Father, we've been given the incomparable peace of Jesus, who said, My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled nor fearful. John fourteen twenty seven. What a great message. Knowing that you have the peace of Jesus Christ, perhaps you're wondering, why are there times then when I don't really feel like it? You might find yourself filled with anger today or fear. Maybe you're frustrated about something. What happened over the weekend? This side of heaven will never have perfect peace in every situation. 
Some events may cause immediate and justifiable alarm, but we don't have to let those distressing emotions continually hold onto us, grip a hold of us. No, you don't. There's a way to regain that peace. Paul told us in Philippians 4, 6 through 9, that first step is to regain Christ's peace, is to cry out. Cry out to the Heavenly Father. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication or pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We've all prayed in ways that increase our anxiety by focusing on the situation instead of on the Lord. Like I tell people in the demonic, don't focus on the devil and demons. Focus on Jesus Christ and and glance at the enemy now and then. The fruit of such a prayer is going to be the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding and guards our hearts and guards our minds. The ultimate outcome is the increase in spiritual maturity because your trust in the Lord has been strengthened. And that's great news, my friend. And then step to control your thoughts. This is a big one. This is very important because how we think determines how we feel, then what we do. Paul tells us exactly what to focus our minds on, whatever is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and commendable and excellent and and praiseworthy. Now, if your minds are engaged in thoughts of the Lord, the dark situations that cause that anxiety seem to disappear. But if we let our thoughts center on things that are not right or good, our trust in God is somehow eroded, I believe, and emotions like, well, anger can happen, frustration, anxiety dominates. We find ourselves tossed about like waves in a storm. We begin to doubt God that even loves us. We may start to feel that he's abandoned us, and I wonder why, even though that's impossible. Then in desperation, we may take matters into our own hands, trying to fix the circumstances to bring stability back to our lives. But God's gift of peace, oh, not something you can manipulate. The only way to receive that is to live in obedience. That brings us to the next step, my friend, which is both incredibly simple and tremendously challenging. You do what God says. So the stars fall out of the sky. You do what he says. As for the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. The word practice refers to continuous work. Each time you read the Bible, hear a biblical sermon, you're responsible for putting that into practice. There's no way for a Christian to live in rebellion to God and still have peace in his life. Sin brings turmoil. And then if you're waiting for the Lord to give you peace by fixing everything right in your life, you have a problem. Never going to happen because his peace has nothing to do with circumstance. Let me repeat that. The peace of God has nothing to do with circumstance. When Paul wrote his letter here to the Philippians, He was unjustly confined in a Roman prison. Yet there's not one word of anger or bitterness or fear or anxiety in this letter. Instead, he spoke of joy rejoicing 16 times. Tell me that's not incredible faith. What's truly remarkable is that that same peace Paul had that surpasses all understanding is available to you today if you're willing to take the steps that he's given in this letter. And that's my prayer for you today, my friend. And finally, God has a way of humbling you. (laughs) Every time you're feeling pretty good about yourself, been embarrassed lately. I arrived at Gunnings last night and uh, did my usual thing and got ready to go into the room. I 
I saw a car out in the parking lot, but after Sunday night services, that happens a lot. So I thought I'd knock on the door a couple of times and make sure everything was cool. And then I punched in the numbers there and opened the door and voila, <laughs> there's a couple in the bed. Hello there. Goodbye. <laughs> a little mix up there in uh, who's staying at the missions apartment. Pray for me. That's it. Had my say for another day. That's the way it is. Monday, February the 19th, 2024. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.